Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show, talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market like we are every Sunday at 10. Dishing out all the real estate knowledge in Tampa Bay. And when we aren't on air, make sure to follow us at the Duncan Duo, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, Facebook, you name it, we're there at the Duncan Duo. Follow us for all of the best Tampa real estate advice. And for the best mortgage advice, hit up Josh, JMA Goodwin uh, is his handle. Right. You can follow him online and uh, get all of the mortgage news updates and information. And so out of the gate today, I want to talk about one of my favorite topics online real estate gurus. There are so many scams out there. And so many people getting misled by people who appear on social media as fake rich. Like, I should follow this guy, and I should follow this guy around because he rented a Lambo for a few days to shoot a video. And I, he rented out a mansion as an Airbnb that he doesn't own, but he makes people think that he's successful so he can charge some crazy money for a course. You know, I, I have a lot of millionaire friends from real estate, and I can think of very few of them that have paid for any of these courses. The problem with them is... So many of them mislead uh, people into thinking that there is a get-rich-quick button that they can press by hiring that person. It's, it's super misleading. Now, are there sometimes informational products out there that can be helpful? Yes, but most of the time you can get the same information for free, or you can actually do the deals, get into the industry, and, and work at it, and mm-hmm. learn on your own uh, versus paying somebody money that clearly isn't really going to teach you that much. Um, again, rarely are these courses effective, in my opinion, for people that truly want to be successful. And again, that's not to say that every info product out there is bad, but from the real estate space, way over ninety percent of them are scams or and or people that are unethical, you know, teaching you things that you could learn for free. Yeah, and I th- I, I I agree with that, and a lot of them are just really bad information. Yeah, bad information, like bad oh, information, like really bad information, or yeah. or like really like clickbaity videos, like any like like to me. And look, I, I I understand. I've I've been at this twenty years. I'm successful. I drive like cool fast cars. However, don't buy a house for me, or don't call my company because I look flashy and have a nice watch. And even though I don't even have a nice watch, I have a Fitbit, but. Whatever, but like that—that's what people are bought into. They're bought mm-hmm. into this idea or concept that 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 you know means that you should work with that person. Or that person's doing well because they're driving a nice car on Instagram. When when there are a lot of people out there that are faking it, that have rented the car, that don't really own the car, that that are um, using someone else's car or making you think that that is theirs or that they're successful. And truly, are there a lot of people out there driving like really cool cars and living in really cool houses that are successful? Of course there are, but there are just as many that are posing. Yeah, well, what was that show that came out? Do you remember that real estate show that came out, um, I don't know, like a year ago, Tampa-based? Selling Tampa, the one on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I'm not going to go there because I can't. (laughs) There's a National Association of Realtors Code of Ethics that prevent me from really, so I don't want to say anything bad about um, my my competition because they are active real estate agents in the Tampa market. Um, all, and look, all you can say is marketing. And here's what I'll say. Here's what I will say to kind of speak positively about that. Okay, look, they got on Netflix. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Like that. That's it's you know, big props. Deal. You know, yeah. like props to them. You know, if you look up their sales stats, are they are they selling? 
you know, hundreds and hundreds of houses? No, but but at the same time, you start all, somewhere. they're all doing well. Like they're getting paid. They got paid through this. They're getting. I mean, they're they're doing all right. So they were able to get to Netflix. And so I'm not necessarily talking about. Um, you know, reality TV, because I think we all know reality TV is is not always realistic and staged. not always normal, and it's, it's very staged, okay? Um, however, all the people that get on reality TV had to grind and get through some get through some stuff to get there, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I got props for that. I'm talking about the online real estate gurus. These guys on the Instagram, Instagram, guys. and YouTube, and and basically anyone with a camera can start filming and recording and acting as if that they're an expert. And so I found a page. I think is one of my favorite pages now called Baller Busters. Okay. Baller Busters. Baller Busters. Like finds yeah, fakers. Yeah. 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 Literally, like they find these, like <laughs> they, they call them, what do they call them? Well, they're, ball, they're like fake ballers or whatever. And this page is hilarious. So, one thing I would tell you is if you are thinking about buying an info product, okay, and I'm not going to, I have bought info products, okay, like I, I have bought info products before, and the majority of the time, like there's been a few of them. I've done some research, I have friends that have done it, I have other people that have learned the information, it opens a door, there's some sort of connection, um, or it's an it's information that I, I'm not privy to, and so Here's the key to it, though, okay? You got to look at the price of it. If the info product's a few hundred bucks, all right, you're probably not, you know, it's probably not some huge scam operation. If somebody wants like $20,000 a month uh, for for you to mentor their uh, drop shipping business or their Amazon business or something like that, and you look at their Instagram feed and they're driving exotic cars and at mansions, and I, I would just tell you, you know, get get their receipts, you know, try and figure out what is their real net worth. Let them show you like where their real money is, and I don't mean like the stuff you can fake. I mean like get get out the receipts. Let's see some let's see some profit and loss statements. Let's see some bank statements. Let's see some some you know deeds. Let's see some stuff you really own right and so anyway you got to be careful there are a lot of of fake real estate gurus my other favorite fake real estate guru now are the airbnb courses everybody and their brothers and air selling an airbnb course we're going to teach you how to you know make money on i'll tell you how to make money on airbnb you buy a good property okay you you rent it consistently you keep it really clean and you do your research and figure out where is airbnb demand there are apps for it there, I mean, there there are plenty of tools out there, and and again, you don't need some guru to teach you how to to do it. It you can do it on your own. It's mm-hmm. just it's research. It's spending time on the internet. But society today, we're plagued with this mentality that we can Amazon our way to success. We can click buy now for Prime delivery, and in two days we're going to go from being broke to being wealthy because this course. Is going to sell us this this you know fantasy that it's going to happen. And and look, are there information products and are there mentors and are there people out there that charge that are legitimate? Yes. However, there there are dime a dozen. You have to do your you have to do considerable research. And there are so many scams in the real estate space. I see people all the time saying like, oh, I went to this um, you know wholesaling seminar and I did this and I did that and. It's like, oh goodness, you you you've got a lot to learn, you know. Yes. So, yeah, but but again, they're they're everywhere. And the to me, like the one of the biggest like giveaways is how much they're pushing things that they have to show off their wealth, right? Mm-hmm. And look, 
I have a page where I show like all my cars off, right? So I, I get that, all right? So that's a passion of yours. Correct. I'm not doing it to, I'm not selling some product, you know, around that. I'm not saying like, hey, come buy houses for me because I got cool cars, you know? And you'll like, end up like this. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, at the same time, do I think people could learn from me because I have, you know, accomplished things? Of course, but that's that's not really the way to, to, to make people think because w- what people end up thinking when they see that is, Oh, I can go there and I can just instantly clip my fingers and I can get that, you know. Mm-hmm. But we are. We're I wish a, it was that easy. We're a society today, and this is this is bled into real estate too. I mean, in society today, we want everything easy. Well, instant gratification. Instant is what gratification. Wants. We don't want to do work. We don't want to grind. We want to push a button and have success show up. We want to have prime delivery of success. We want to get yeah. it two day or overnight or sometimes even the next morning. We want it by six a.m. the next morning. We're going to click check out now. Uh, I mean, pay with Apple Pay on our phone, and we want the success to show up next morning. And I, it just I believe work like that. the success can come from Prime, but you're talking five, seven, eight, ten years, right? For the most part, nothing they, in life is easy are, unless you win a lottery. Are there, now, are there are there rare circumstances, super yes. rare circumstances of it happening sooner for people? People yes. hitting the jackpot, people getting lucky. Yes, but success in real estate truly is is over a long period of time. A lot of pain. It's a lot of pain. It's a lot of learning mistakes. It's a lot of missed opportunities. It's a it's a lot of like throwing stuff up against the wall and saying, "Well, that didn't work. Let's try something else." Because, but, but people think that they can just show up like, like the real estate agent industry is the same as the real estate guru industry. People get into real estate sales and they see the handful of people that are, are living large and being successful and wealth and having millions in GCI. And they're like, Oh, I'm like them. I can, I can do that. I'm going to go into real estate and I'm going to do that. And then they don't show up for meetings. They don't go to trainings. They sit at home watching social media. They they don't they don't go to educational seminars. They don't do prospecting. They don't make the calls. And and but they say they want it. And truly, if you want it, and, and the thing that social media doesn't show is they don't show all the behind the scenes of all the people, all the stuff that those people that got to that point have gone through. No. You know, like me personally, like all the litany of stuff I've gone through in my career. You know, that's not social media is a highlight reel. People need to stop paying attention to to the highlight reel and have the expectation from the highlight reel, but that's the society. Yeah, but that, that's human nature, right? So oh, it I, is. I had I hired a, a new guy. This was two, three years ago. He's no longer with us. Great guy, and somebody that was with us. He I took him from no experience in the industry and then grew him to be a loan officer, and he had pretty good success within a little bit under two years, about two years. And he was doing, you know, a million or more a month, which is pretty damn good. Yeah. And the other employee that we had in a different position and eventually wants to coach up to a loan officer position, he's like, so a million or more a month. He's making a couple, a couple hundred grand. He's making about ten, eleven grand a month. Okay, yeah. so he's making six figures. Yeah. yeah okay. Twenty six years old. Yeah. So it's okay. Money, yeah. Of course, right? it's great money. And uh, the guy said to me, he's the other guy who just started in about maybe six months. If you know, if he can do this, I can do this. I can do way more business than him. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't see him making calls for right. 10 you hours do a the day work. the previous year and a half. Right. So no matter if it's real estate or what, unfortunately, our, our, our just people nowadays, especially the younger generations, they just want it you know, instantly. Yeah. It no, doesn't happen I, that and way. I mean, we had an agent join us not long ago, and literally, like, I think they expected when they walked in, 
they literally uh, they walked in the doors and they a expected the money out. to yeah. flop. To, <laughs> they expected the money to rain from the ceiling because they hung their license with our company. It's like. No, it's like, man, no you one's here from that. You have to grind. You have to work your you-know-what off in this business. And there's so much let down, and the failure rate's so high. The average income is so low. People getting into real estate have no idea. They see the outliers, right? And they think, oh, I can do that, and that's what I want. But they don't know what the outlier did. Correct. To get to what that What they point. did different if they I mean, got less the, sleep. Like, like, you know, even across Tampa, I mean, there's real estate agents right now, and I'm not one of those people. I've been in this business 20 years. I market. I advertise. I, I ain't knocking on doors, right? But there are agents out there making a million plus a year, and the majority of their business is from knocking on doors. Knocking on doors it's and like, networking. Dude, like 98 degree heat, you can go knock on doors. Like that's a grinder. That's somebody that wants it, right? But most people don't have that want. So anyway, we're going to be back. Continue this conversation after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show. And uh, Andrew Duncan with the Duncan Duo team at Remax, joined by Josh Goodwin from Goodwin Mortgage Group. And Josh mentioned something to break that I thought, you know, we need to make a segment out of this. Because um, I'm I'm getting up on the podium right now, I'm on my I'm on my podium speech, uh, talking about our industry and some of the flaws in it. And and Josh, what did you say specifically? Um, specifically, that the opportunities that certain agents have at different brokerages, one of them being yours, right? It's and I'd say a lot of brokerages strive to do what you do as far as how do we build a system where we can have consistent leads coming to our realtors to convert them. Even with all that, people sometimes don't put in the work and it's all laid they out. Don't make it's, calls. it's laid out for them. Right. They don't make being, the calls. Being a regular agent, you need to build your network, farm your sphere, then you get the leads, then you handle the leads, you're doing all this, you take that away. Right. Here's your leads, here's everything, we've done it all for you, all you need to do is call, convert, follow up, stay on top of it. And I've seen groups try to mimic that model that you've done so successfully. Thank you. Thank you. If you just do the work, it's the work. Twelve hours and a day, thirteen hours the, a day, just it will happen. Yes. You will become very successful. And I tell and I tell people sometimes you gotta grind. If you spend like so like truthfully, like obviously I've been in this business a long time and I don't I don't have to work anymore. Like nope. I I'm I don't. Like I could literally be done, retire, and good for the rest of my life. Like I don't have to. I, I do it because I have a passion for it because I want to help people. So the the reality is is that so many agents, if they spent like me, the first two or three years that I spent in this business, I didn't make money, but I worked my you-know-what off. I grinded, and I spent those. If you work two or three years like no one else, you can have the rest of your career like no well, one else. Well, you need to learn to love what other people can't stand or tolerate. Yeah, that's it. And then when you and do, if you grind through that couple-year period of doing stuff that you don't really want to do, mm-hmm. you know, it's like going to the gym. Okay, like, look- I Anyone that loves getting on a treadmill, first off, you're crazy. Yeah. All right. Like, no one loves. I mean, I'm sorry. If you just love, like, I can't wait to get on a treadmill. I love that for you. You are you know as crazy I mean? as someone with 12 bumper stickers on the car. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I'm okay. I'm going to go off on a side uh, little bunny path here, but uh, that I have identified people by levels of crazy on bumper and, stickers. And, and in my opinion, if you have more than three stickers on the back of your car, you're crazy. Yeah, that's true. And even if I agree with the stickers you got on the back of your car, if you are if you have more than three bumper stickers on the back of your car, you're not my people. There was a study. Like, don't, that, don't, I don't want 
want to be around you. You crazy. Like the people that cut people off in traffic and they got the little like they got the the husband and the wife and the four little kids yep. and the doggies and all stuff. And then that woman is driving a minivan like she's Dominic Toretto in the past. Yeah. And I'm curious. No, it's like, there was uh, a study done on it. They, oh, really? There was a study done that people bumper that have more bumper stickers on their car are prone to be more aggressive drivers. Oh, really? I didn't yes. know that. And and just my experience has been that typically those people are very like, like they're they're just so passionate that it comes off as like, okay, this is a little oh, too much. Top, Even yeah. when they have bumper stickers on the back of the car that align with me, I'm like, that's too much. Like, why do you need to let the world know all of this on the back of your car? Well, you've got like, a couple on the back of your 720s and Ferraris in there, right? I don't have no bumper stickers. I know. No. <laughs> no. I have no bumper. Now I have personalized license plates, yes. but I don't have bumper stickers. So um, so, so anyway, yeah, if you have, yeah, i got a bumper sticker on the back that says, buy a house for me yeah. now. But, but, but... It, but 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 truly, like if you <laughs> sit on a treadmill, you're crazy. All right, like no one loves doing that, but you do it because it gives you a result. You do it because it keeps you in shape. It keeps you healthy. You do it so that you can maybe play a sport or so you can train. And so you know the prospecting that real estate agents have to do is kind of the same thing. Like there's a lot of it that isn't fun. And when I say prospecting at my company, you're not like picking up the phone book and calling random people. You're calling people who signed up on our website. You're calling leads that that are interested in purchasing. There are people that at one point or another raise their hand and ask to be contacted. So, so regardless of that, sorry to interrupt. And this is just the perfect way that I explain it to, you know, my staff or anybody is there's a big difference, right? So even going to the gym, there's a difference between discipline and motivation. If I only went to the gym when I was motivated, you'd never go to the gym. I'd be to the gym maybe once no. or twice a week. If that, same. Like I play you basketball. Have to have I, play, I play basketball three days a week, right? And and I have played my entire life. And it is the it is the thing I do for my most exercise yeah. because I burn a ton of calories and, and you I enjoy re- it. And I enjoy it, right? But I'm 44 years old. There are days 45 in less than a month. God, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> um, but. There are days I don't really feel like it. You know, my my leg hurts. I'm tired. You're I trying just kind of want to sit at home. Yeah, hang out. but you know what? Those are days you got to do it. You just put your shoes on. You go. And, and that's what I did early in my career. And if more people would copy that, they'd get to where I'm at. But again, they want the what can I? What pill can I? Magical pill can I take? Button can I press? How can I skip the process? And it just doesn't. It doesn't work that way. There's way too many people when they want to skip the process, they start scamming. They start Corruption. doing. They start. They start cutting corners. They start doing unethical Time's things. Time's passing me by. How do I get that? Money? Correct. Yeah. So. So again, do the work is really the is the mantra. If you're getting into real estate, if you're going to join my team, be prepared to do the work. And if you want to do the work, hit up jointheduo.com. You can apply for open positions on our team. We're going to want you to prospect. We're going to want you to make calls. And if you don't want to do that, we're not going to give you leads. You know, I mean, that's just the the reality. Like, if you want to join a team that generates a lot of leads, we're there. We got you. But. We're going to track you. We're going to push you. We're going to make sure you're going to make calls. And if you're not going to make calls, you're going to stick with us. Like so, so again, you can apply for any of our open positions at jointheduo.com. You can register for our career night. You can learn more about working for our team at jointheduo.com. We'll be back after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo so Show. So back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Andrew Duncan of the Duncan Duo team at REMAX with Josh Goodwin from Goodwin Mortgage Group. If you missed it, we talked about fake real estate gurus. Uh, and and all the online people selling online courses. We talked about that in our first segment, and we also talked uh, in our last segment 
um, you know, we, we kind of continued the topic. We talked a little bit about well, how to identify crazy people. <laughs> we could probably have a whole show about that. We've dealt with enough of that in the real estate business. But we talked about what real estate agents really have to do to be successful today. The ones that are going to be successful are going to be the ones that want to do the work and grind. And, and don't just see the rewards and want them. They know they got to work for the rewards. They don't just expect the rewards to show up. But unfortunately, society today... Very entitled, unfortunately. A lot yep. of a lot of that generation comes in very entitled. A lot of negativity. Yeah. So so anyway, next, what I want to talk about next is if you are a home buyer, how do you compete with investors that are cash? And and look, there are some times that you can't. Like I, I'm gonna be honest, there are times that I personally make cash offers on houses that are so strong that there's no way a financed buyer can make sense to yeah, somebody. Closing in 10 days. Yeah, it, yeah. It, especially if somebody's primarily focused on money. Right. However, as we've learned through you know thousands of home sales and billions of dollars in real estate sales, not every single seller is completely motivated by money. Correct. Some of them want to sell their home to a person that will make them feel good about the neighborhood. So you have to be close enough to the cash buyer in terms of terms or slightly better than the cash buyer, but but beat them on emotion. Maybe there's something about your situation. Maybe there's a way that you connect with the seller. Maybe there's a way that your agent can explain to that agent or to the seller directly if they're not represented um, about how much that house means to you, what you mm-hmm. love for that house, what you love about that neighborhood. And you got to walk a fine line without there's fair housing laws and all kinds of stuff that you can't do. But the, there are ways for you to emotionally appeal to a seller that an investor just isn't going to compete with. And there have been times that I have sold homes. Like I sold a home to a disabled veteran a few years ago who had a slightly lower offer than a better offer. But I sold it to a disabled veteran because I'm, you know, I, I'm an American. I'm a patriot. My dad was a veteran. My brother's a veteran. Like I, I felt, um, you know, kind of good about working with him. And the money difference was was minimal, pretty minimal, marginal. It, you know, so to me, I thought, okay, if it's if it's this, I want to sell to this guy. Yep. And so a really good agent will make sure to accentuate those things in a buyer and convey them to the other side. So that's one way. Another way is making sure that you get your mortgage stuff done way up front. Lending side, yeah. yeah. I mean, literally like all the way through, all of the income, credit, all that stuff verified to where all you need is a house. Yeah, no, it comes down to the mortgage lender themselves. So on every deal, we reach out to the seller. Well, the, the the listing agent, yeah, talk to them, make them feel good, let them know everything's been reviewed, and we go a little bit above and beyond just so that we can make sure they get that deal because we've been in a crazy market for the last couple of years. Yeah, anything we can do to make it happen, we do. And then the other thing is highlight the downside of selling to an investor. Okay, so if you're an agent or you're a buyer, some of the downsides of selling to investors, they may end up putting somebody in that house that isn't going to take great care of it. Or they might it Airbnb down. it. They might tear it down. Um, you know, they, they, but they're going to do one of those things or they're going to renovate it. If they renovate it, maybe it's not such a bad thing because it may improve values in the neighborhood. However, um, again, you're just simply feeding likely a wall street machine instead of another guy that could buy it, a local guy that a person that could live in it and buy it and fix it up themselves too, and do the same thing. So realistically, um, you, you want to highlight the downside. The other thing is, is you can narrow the contract terms. Um, you can do a quicker inspection. You can try and do a quicker closing if you've got your financing you know, lined up. Um, you can offer a lease back option. 
A lot of investors aren't going to want to do that where you can say, hey, look, I want your house so much, I'll let you stay there for a little mm-hmm. while. Um, but realistically, you you need to appeal to the seller's emotions. Yeah, know what it is they're looking for. Most sellers, you know, they love their home and they want someone else to love it too. If you're dealing with an individual homeowner and not a fund or not an investor that's selling the property, you can find a way to appeal to that person emotionally. And even if it's owned by a fund, you know who you, else you can appeal to? The agent. Because yep. the agent is the advocate that that goes back to the seller and says, hey, look, here's what I think about these offers. If you can tug at the agent's heartstrings, maybe get them on your side a little bit, then maybe they push the seller your direction if the numbers are close. So you're not necessarily going to win on all the financial stuff. You know, you may have to beat the cash offer if you're dealing with somebody strictly about the money. But a lot of times you can win by appealing to the seller's emotional well, What's your thought on that? So for me, I'm not really an emotional guy. So if I was selling a house. It wouldn't matter to you. It's not going to matter to you. And and true, but truly, what about though, you? it does sometimes. Like I said, the disabled veteran yeah, scenario that's, that's matters. Different, yeah, you know, like it, it did make a difference for me there. And and again, I think that uh, for the most part, um, you know, it's probably about the dollars and the cents and the numbers to me. But there are times where somebody will make a case, and I'm like, okay, this sounds like the right thing to do. And 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 not only that, but when the agent, if the numbers are close. And if the agent for the financed buyer really works their you-know-what off and trying to convey how much their buyer wants that home, you know, goes above and beyond, then I might feel like, okay, that person isn't going to beat me up on inspection as much as maybe the investor is going to try to, and they're legitimate, they're standing behind their client, they're doing what they can to try and push, you know, to get this deal done. So there are times where that extra effort will impress me enough to say, okay, this is worth rolling the dice and maybe, you know, working with this person versus the cash. Because the other downside of cash is, I mean, they're, they're, it is purely a negotiation, It it is a... It's an investment. There's not an emotion to them. So if there's stuff that's wrong with the inspection, they're going to leverage that to the max that they possibly can yeah. to get as much off as they can. And oftentimes, they're going to throw out lower, way high inspection deals because to them, they don't have some emotional investment in the house. They want to make money on it. And they may say, hey, I need 30000 in repairs. Realistically, there's only five to seven in repairs. But- the seller know the buyer knows that the seller's up against now we got 15 days till closing you know the seller in that situation is kind of you know stuck whereas an emotional buyer might say like okay well you know i was really grateful that they mm. accepted me over somebody else and so so there are certainly some downsides um but but there's certainly upsides too so make sure that if you are competing uh, with investors that you're doing those steps. So again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. Make sure to follow us on social when we aren't on air at the Duncan Duo uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Follow us on all of our socials. We're always uh, giving out the best Tampa Bay real estate advice that we can. So Josh, um, I, I know we don't love talking about mortgage rates when they're not amazing, um, but the reality is they're volatile. And one of the things I like that you guys can do is you guys can, and again, when they are up where they are, every eighth or a quarter of a point makes a big difference, yeah. okay? And so you guys will get somebody in and you'll 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 actually monitor the market to help determine when to rate lock them. Correct. Because rates fluctuate so much more. And if you bought a home, if you haven't bought a home in the last few years, if you bought one many, many, many years ago, 
rates back then didn't fluctuate anywhere. I mean, you'd be able to know like, okay, rates are going to be here for the next month. Right now, you know, rates are going to be here for the next few hours. And that's about next it. Next 10 minutes. Because there's yeah. so much data coming out that, that changes it. Back then, it was really easy to go through that process. And, and it was you know, it was, it was consistent. Now it's not. So you have to, you have to work with a loan officer that is going to help guide you through when you should rate lock. Correct. And give correct information. Right. So I remember early in my career, I wouldn't lock a loan. I'd be like, you know, and obviously I didn't have the processes as I do now, but we get a contract and we'd lock it five days before closing because the market wouldn't even move. So now you know, I've been hearing, you know, for example, a client told me the other day, the lender was like, yeah, let's wait and see if the market gets better. Terrible advice. Unfortunately, even though we do pay attention to the markets, you have float down methods into our locks, which means if we lock you at a higher rate and the market gets better, we can float it down. The market's so volatile right now for you to say, hey, I'm going to wait to try and save an eighth of a point, but it goes up a quarter. Then it could quite easily happen. So it's Lock when you when you go under contract. Yes, we still have a conversation with our clients, explain everything that's going on. But my advice is, if you are buying a home at this very second, make sure you are locked into your rate. Hundred uh, percent. I also want to touch quickly on homes. Uh, homes for uh, hometown, hometown heroes. Hometown I keep heroes. calling it homes for hometown heroes. Loan program where you can get thirty thousand dollars in down payment assistance. Still available, but not a lot of time left. 35000 up to 35000 Up to 35000 So it right. might, I mean, this was two weeks ago. They said they had four to six weeks left. So this is a couple weeks. If it's yeah. not already done. Yeah. I mean, I did see that there's still funding. I saw an email today that said that there was still, still some a, a substantial amount of funding left. Good. But again, I think it said if you can't, if you if the loan isn't going to close in like 60 days from today, then you know, you're probably- you have to reserve the funds so by a certain amount of time. So again, my expectation is two weeks and you can do a 45-day closing. So there's a couple weeks left is what I think I, my my estimates probably said. I would so, say so, probably two to three weeks. Yeah. So so again, if you are someone that, that fits this program, first-time home buyer, um, you know, working for a Florida, a, a company that resides in Florida- um, with an office or some sort of facility in Florida, you qualify for thirty-five thousand in down payment assistance, and and it's a no-brainer. Like it is a no-brainer. If you don't do this and you buy later in the year and you fit this box, you are going to regret losing Correct. out. Correct. So you should pull the trigger now. Get you know, get on the phone with your agent. Call Josh. Hit up JMA Goodwin. You know, go to his social. Send him a message. Hit him up and. Um, you know that that will help you uh, with a lot of really free money in a sense. Correct. And that's that's essentially what it is. So there are going to be so many people that are going to miss out on it. And again, it helps subsidize the higher rate that you're going to pay. That hopefully you're only going to pay for a few years. There's no way we can know for sure what's going to happen with interest rates, but we know that they're cyclical enough that I think a lot of people expect within a year or two we're going to see rates again in the fives. And again, no way to say for sure. But I think a lot of people predict that rates will. Do I think they'll get back down to the twos? No, I do not. I don't know that we'll see that in our I lifetime. Dreams about that. Yeah, I don't know that we'll see that in our lifetime. Um, do I think they'll get to the threes? Eh, who knows? But the fives, I think, are certainly possible. I think the fives are the most about. realistic. I think so. Low, too. like five percent flat. Enough. Yep. Yep. I agree. So again, we're going to be back. We're going to wrap up with our last segment. Uh, after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. When we aren't on air, make sure to follow us at the Duncan Duo, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, follow us on all of our socials. We're constantly putting out relevant real estate topic about what is going on in Tampa Bay. Right now, I want to talk about funny real estate stories. 
man, in in my career, I have seen it all. One of my favorite ones ever, though, was a client being arrested at the closing table. <laughs> Literally, like, arrested right after they signed. The police knew they'd they'd contacted the title company. They'd made arrangements. Did you have any they idea knew the person was going to be there? Zero knowledge, like zero knowledge. Police are there. Client signs, gets arrested, and and, and is gone. It's because he stole that house with a low interest. No, rate. <laughs> stole with a low. He was an all night real estate guru. No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> so no, but but I don't even remember what it was. It was some sort of family type situation. Yeah, I had another. Uh, we had one not long ago with a uh, really high end house, and the uh, uh, detached house. Like the mother-in-law was occupied by the kid, and the kid and the parents ended up suing each other and getting into this legal battle about how long she could continue staying in her parents' oh house. Because they're like, yeah, that was wild. Um, I've had um, I've had closings take place at jail. Uh, let's talk about my funny stuff. Um, I have uh, I I crashed into a client's car. You did? I backed into it. Yep, yep. <laughs> I backed into a client's car. Not like crash crashes in a parking lot. Uh, we were literally both backing up at the same time and just bam, drilling. And this is before cameras. This is a 2001 car. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is way before. Didn't do much damage. They didn't care. They had a truck. They didn't mind. It was fine. Um, fell in a pool at a foreclosure house. You did? That was disgusting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I fell in a pool at a foreclosure this house. green water. Oh, here's another good one. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This wait, is wait. awesome. How did you do that? I tripped. <laughs> totally. I just tripped. I tripped. I fell right in the pool. I sold them a house, though. Yeah. I sold them a house that day. Literally, one of the houses I'd shown them before I fell in the pool, they made an offer. They went a contract and they bought. But I literally, it was a foreclosure house. The pool was disgusting. I smelled so bad. You went head first. Oh, I tripped and fell right, just splat right <laughs> in the pool. Another uh, one of my other funny ones is my ex. Um, we had a foreclosure that she went to look at, and there was a. There was a blow up alligator in the pool. In the pool. And literally she freaked out and called and called the agent thinking that it was a real alligator. <laughs> it was a blow up alligator. <laughs> so there's just so many, um, so many great stories over the years. We've had um and I think the other one is when we've had interviews. Blow up alligator. We've had we've had some crazy interviews. We look, my office is on South Del Mabry. Uh, really close to the base, and it's in an area of town where there's like some home homeless encampments. We get homeless crackheads come into the company, like come into the building and ask questions, roam the building that we've got to run out of there. We've we've seen all that. We've had people interviewing. Uh, I had somebody come to an interview once, and they were wasted. They so were for a, real, for a realtor position. Yes, for a realtor position, which shouldn't surprise us because I think mm. that's like I think realtors are really really skilled at um, you know Drinking going to the bars hours. and happy yeah. hours and and going to broker opens. Um, but but seriously, like this person was was liquored Hammered. up in an interview. Like they were like slurring their speech, you know. And it was I'm telling you, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. Like this was not. This was not like some evening, like we're gonna meet for dinner out or something. Um, but yes, I have seen a lot of crazy things. We worked with celebrities. Most of the times when you work with celebrities, that's another thing. Uh, you don't really work with that person. You're working with their people. It's their attorneys. Their Correct. their their uh, agents are almost always involved. Hockey players, same thing. It's their agents and attorneys that are really calling the shots. So, um, so again. 
uh, have pretty much seen it all, but there have been some some hilarious stories. Another one, uh, my old building on Henderson Boulevard. This is one of the best stories. Dan, you remember the old building, right? So, so our old building on Henderson Boulevard used to be a it used to it used to serve two purposes. It was a massage parlor. Oh God. Okay. It was a massage parlor that was really happy. It was a really happy massage parlor. And they also filmed video. They did some, there was some sort of video content, adult video content provider that, that was at part of the massage spa. Yeah. Like, yes, it was really weird. We would have people show up and keep in mind, this is years after I occupied the building. We would have people show up and be like, yeah, is Daisy here? Oh God. After they'd moved out. After, I mean, years. And they go to the back door and be like, yeah, is Daisy here? And it's like. What? Who's Daisy? Like we don't have a real estate agent named Daisy here. Oh, I used to come here to get massages from Daisy. <laughs> Some disheveled oh looking guy. Oh, we dealt with that all the time. People would show up wanting a massage, and you could just tell. Like, and then you convert then the any other... of those into home sales. What's that? You convert any of those into home no, sales? I don't think so. I don't. I don't remember. But yeah. So anyway, crazy stories in real estate. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials. We're always sharing more crazy real estate stories at the Duncan Duo. And have an awesome rest of your week in Tampa Bay. Thanks for tuning in.